Welcome to the Main Beauty Pro Podcast. We're your hosts, Caroline Russell and Noelle Jaglo. If you found yourself here, it means you're ready to scale your business while creating space for freedom in your life. It's time to elevate the conversation around the beauty industry and what it means to run a successful business. You've read the books, followed the social channels, maybe even taken the class, but have you seen results? The world of marketing doesn't need to feel like the wild, wild west, and contrary to popular belief, working in the beauty industry doesn't need to be a grind. Through integrative web design, one-on-one, and group coaching, we provide you with the tools necessary to grab hold of your dream career, one building block at a time. Let's get started. Okay, so who is ready to talk about marketing? I know I am. (laughs) Yeah, but spooky marketing. The scary stuff. In honor of Halloween, we are talking about the scary marketing myths that are hurting your business. Marketing in the salon and spa industry really encompasses a few things. One, you're trying to get new clients to book with you and get them in the door. And two, you're trying to get them to return. Exactly. The hardest thing to do is to get them in your chair. You want to attract your ideal clientele so that once they're in your chair, it's just an easy experience. Yes. And they just, no matter what, it's a no-brainer, they want to come back. Right. Because they connect with you, they like your space, they love your work. Each industry has a formula for how they can attract their ideal clientele. If you look at it from almost like a scientific perspective, thinking about which formula fits you, your brand, and which formula is going to put you in front of the right people at the right time, too. Right. Because if you catch them at the wrong time, they're not going to either notice you or they're not going to care to take the time to get to, just to give know you. The you. time of day. Yeah. Exactly. So the first myth that I have heard far too many times as a web designer is that you do not need a website. I will never tell somebody that they won't make it in this world without a website. It's not a matter of will you or will you not make it in this industry without a website. It's a matter of how successful you can be. Yeah. And if you don't have a website, it's going to be a lot harder to get new clients into your chair. I'm just going to lay that out there. Yeah. And if you rely on social media, that is honestly scary because what happens if Instagram just isn't a thing anymore? Right. I mean, you never know. And what happens if your Instagram gets locked out? That's your whole following and you don't have a website, you don't have an email list. Like you have to have these things in place that are more structured than just an Instagram that an app controls. I mean, just the other day, I think I got locked out of my Instagram for some random reason. It also gives you a really good opportunity for your clients to give you referrals because a lot of people don't have social media and you can literally, everybody has Google. Everybody has an iPhone. Everyone's got Google and you can just, oh, here's her website. I'll send you the link or just Google it. And it's a good place to house all your information so you're not answering the same question over and over. Another role for your website is essentially like an assistant for you. You can outsource tasks on your website. Having all of your information in one place kind of takes away a front desk in a way because they're not calling saying, what's your address or where's the parking or... And if somebody has a question for you... You can always direct them to your website if the answer is there instead of having to type up a response. Yeah. 
You can also screen your clients before you see them by having a new guest form on your website. They could even like upload a picture, yeah, like they, send yeah. you a picture of what you're going to be working with. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can decide um, as a professional, do I want to take this client on because every client's not for you. Right. You know, I've definitely had a client give me red flags in the little information box. And I'm like, okay, now that's scary. (laughs) Without a website, you're just positioning yourself in not the best spot to grow your clientele. The biggest search engine is Google. And every company should have a Google business profile. Now, even if you have a Google business profile, you need somewhere to send the people that click on your profile. You can't necessarily send them to your Instagram And a website is different than a booking link. Thank you. I can't tell you how many times that I ask somebody, do you have a website? And they go, I do. And I'm like, great. What is it? And they send me the link to their booking page. And the booking page has a purpose. It's very important because that is where you send people to book for your services. But it doesn't... It doesn't replace a website. Right. It's an add-on to your website. It's like it's an extension of your brand. Your website represents your brand in so many different ways. The first being it it tells your client a story. It tells them what they can expect when they book from you. It lets them know who you are. And clients like to feel like they already know you before they meet you. By the time that they're actually meeting you, you want your clients to feel like they've known you for years. And that they trust you. Yeah. Because seeing a new hairstylist is kind of scary. Like, it can it be really daunting. Is. It's just, you don't know if they're going to like you, if you're going to like them. It's, it's nerve-wracking. I've heard it from so many clients. Right. You want to put them at ease. And that exactly. starts with the website. Exactly. It really kind of sets the stage for how things are going to go. Yeah, it does. Very early on. If you have a website, go to your website after this podcast and click on every single link on your website, every single one, and see if they all work. Because I've been to so many people's websites that there are broken links everywhere. Yeah. And it kind of, it really affects the user experience and it just makes it look kind of homemade. Right. And like the goal is to look professional. Right. So, and it, I mean, if you go to a website and you can't get to what you want to see, it's frustrating. See if your links even work. And if they do, give yourself a pat on the back. That actually reminds me of my very first internship. My job was literally to sit at a computer and go through websites to check links and make sure that they all worked and fix the broken links. And that just goes to show how important that... And how common it is, really. Right. I mean, if they had a whole job for you to do this, I mean, I don't know if you were paid for that. That sounds like a boring (laughs) job. Somebody's got to do it, though. Somebody has to do it. And that just shows how common it is and how easily missed it is, too. So myth number one... Busted. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so myth number two. Professional photography is overrated. Whether your vibe is bright and airy, or maybe it's boho chic, or maybe Maybe it's it's like dark and moody. Yeah, you want that to come across in your photos. You want it to come across in all aspects of your website and on your social channels, but you like really want to convey a feeling through your images. It's all about branding and all about your brand story. And um, another thing too with having professional photos done, you don't need to mess with resizing your images so that they properly fit a web page. 
a lot of times people will take pictures on their phone and they think that it looks great on their phone, which it probably does. When you upload those pictures into your website and you publish it, you might see that some of those images are grainy. They could be pixelated. It might not show your work in the best light possible. Yeah. So you can pretty much just bypass all of that by getting some professional photos taken. And you don't have to do it all the time. I mean, even just quarterly. You just get a batch of them and you're set. Right. And the and even like headshots, if you just get a, a nice looking headshot, it makes a world of difference, really. And yeah. these don't have to be like, you know, the... Like corporate headshots. These pictures can really match your personality. Yeah. People want to know exactly who they're going to see. And you need to be showing your face and your personality and you need to be really authentic. So that includes photos of you. And every photographer has their own editing style. Yeah. So really, you just kind of have to look around for local photographers in your area. Take note of their editing style and which editing style you think best suits your brand. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah. Myth number three, the discounted service is the better deal. Websites are an investment, but trust me, you don't want the friend of a friend that can do your website for right. free <laughs> on the side at night after his job, after his night school. Like, you don't want that. Right. You want somebody who is going to put you first and really yeah. prioritize and your business. And just know their stuff. Somebody that you, can cl- that you click with that really understands your industry and knows specific keywords for your niche. There are a couple different ways to really drive traffic to your website. I feel like everybody knows what SEO is at this point. You hear it more often than not these days when you're talking about marketing, websites, but having a good understanding of what goes into ranking organically on Google and how to execute that is crucial. Yeah. I just had a prospective client reach out to me and ask me, why am I not showing up on Google? And I looked at her site. Everything looked like it had been put together well. Um, The site looked like it was done professionally. And I asked her, well, did the web designer submit your sitemap to Google? And she looked at me like I was from Mars. Yeah, I think most people would not know what that means. But it's something that's so crucial because you can create the best looking website, but if you do not submit your sitemap to Google... Google is not going to know that it even exists. Yeah. Honestly, it is almost the most crucial step in the web design and publishing process. Yeah. Really. Because when you submit your sitemap to Google, it tips Google off that there's a new site out there and Google will crawl your site and decide, how do I want to grade this site? What What is this site all about? Where do I want to put this on the web? So it like decides the algorithm. Exactly. It pulls the keywords from your site, and it decides where to place you on the map. You really need to know who you're working with and establish a good relationship with them. Because without trust... Like, what do you have? Right. Without yeah. trust, there's nothing. Right. You know? Right. You want to know that what you're paying for is what you're getting. You don't want to pay for a luxury vehicle and pop the hood and realize you got a junker. Right. Myth number four. Reactive marketing is just as effective as proactive marketing. Reactive marketing looks like panicking when you show up to work, realizing that you have four hours open on your schedule and trying to figure out how you're going to fill that in the next two hours. Like, I mean, come on. 
and having your manager say, you're going to be doing free haircuts with anyone who books a color service today. And this does happen because this was like my first year and a half in the industry. I would show up to work one day and I didn't have a client in a portion of my books or maybe I was slower in the beginning and it literally was like the decision was chosen for me that I was going to be doing free haircuts with any color service book today or a free conditioning treatment. And I feel like they would literally put it out. We were in an area that was a lot of foot traffic. They would put it out in the hall. And I feel like that just makes the stylist look bad because clearly you look desperate. they're like trying to get people. They're like doing anything to get people in the door. And I missed out on so much money by doing free haircuts. Proactive marketing looks like having a website, having an email list, having all the things in, in order so that if you do have openings, you don't show up the day or the week of and go, oh my gosh, how am I going to fill this? Right. Free haircuts for everybody. Right. I don't know about you, but I'm not Oprah. Like, I can't give free stuff away all the time. <laughs> so the scariest, I don't know, this this is a myth, I guess. This is a myth because I was told to do this to get clients at one point. <laughs> And I, like, I'm going to just try not to laugh through this the whole time. If you don't laugh, you'll cry, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the first one I worked at was connected to a health club. And naturally, there was a lot of foot traffic because it was in that area. And there were locker rooms in in this health club. And literally one, multiple times, actually. Now, I I was subjected to this multiple times, (laughs) by the way. I, my manager told me, that I need to go down to the locker room, to the women's locker room, stand there with my blow dryer, and ask naked women if they want free blowouts. (laughs) I mean, they had a towel on, but they're naked people. (laughs) And so imagine me. I was 19 at the time, fresh out of cosmetology school, walking up to these women. Some were like 20, some were 45, some were 60. And saying, hi, do you want a free blowout? <laughs> um, tell me how that makes sense, okay? Like, tell me how that's <laughs> a good marketing strategy. I understand a little bit just getting your face out there, but in the locker room? What an invasive type of marketing. <laughs> and so then I was told to go to the mall, local mall, and hand out my business card. And so I went into every single store in the mall. I handed out my card and I said, hi, I'm a new hairstylist. And I like there were salons in the mall. It wasn't like I worked in the mall. It was like, oh, no, I'm 10 minutes away up the road, you know? Yeah. And I was like, hi, I'm a new hairstylist. Here's my card. Like, thanks so much. And I had to write down my name and my Instagram name on the card. Like, how bad is that? Like, honestly, whoever I walked up to... Probably threw that card away immediately. Yeah. I mean, if somebody walked up to me and was like, hi, I do hair. Um, I'd love to see you. Like, okay, something tells me you don't do a lot of hair. You know <laughs> what I mean? I can tell you, I did not get any clients that way. Okay. <laughs> I did not get one single client. I just got too many bad memories. <laughs> Truly, though, that kicked me into gear because I didn't want to do that anymore. So I had to figure something else out. <laughs> So locker room consultations are a no-go for you. Yeah, that's that's a hard no for me. That's a pass. So based on my experiences that built so much character for me, I chose a long time ago to focus only on proactive marketing. 
Another huge myth to dispel is I do not need a marketing budget. Yeah, honestly, so many people, just businesses in general, not even in our industry, I feel like the first thing to go is the marketing budget. Which is so It's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. (laughs) Actually, the average marketing budget for companies is 10%. 10% of the profits go towards marketing dollars. You're essentially reinvesting in your company so that you can continue to grow. Yeah, I feel like so many people cut their marketing budget because they keep what only is absolutely necessary to keep the lights on. And if you have that mentality... You're not gonna grow your business at all. You're never. You're not gonna go. You're not gonna yeah, go very far. Ahead. Yeah, I can tell you that. Yeah. And depending on where you're at with your business, your marketing budget should really be between ten and twenty percent. If you have the funds to be able to reinvest twenty percent of your profits back into your business for marketing purposes, you should do it. Now, having a plan in place for where you want your marketing dollars to go is a must. Because every dollar should be accounted for. Right. So hopefully this has shed some light on some of the more common marketing myths we've come across and empowers you to make strides in your business. Happy Halloween. If this information resonates with you, head over to mainbeautypro.com and set up a discovery call to learn more about web design, one-on-one, and group coaching.